Amy Coney Barrett is set to be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. And I want Trump to vomit in her mouth. And pray that nature takes its course. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Utopia on Amazon Prime. This is episode six. This is almost over and I'm sad. Respect Your Purpose, written by Jillian Flynn, directed by Courtney Hunt, who worked on Frozen River. I gave this episode a nine out of 10. I do not really apologize for the visceral intro to this podcast but I cannot deal with this woman she is the epitome of caudacity and this bitch really trying to tell us what to do with our uterus and she has one and it's so just repulsive I can't even deal and I'm cool with people respecting their own beliefs if you think contraceptive is not great and you want to pop out 50 million babies go right ahead do you boo but don't tell me what the fuck to do with my own damn uterus and my own damn pussy okay because i don't accept these conservative motherfuckers that honestly will look at a woman and go hey you've been raped by a man you are now required by law to have his baby Y'all need to read the fucking facts about what we are going to have in the next fucking 30 years. This young, oh, anyhow, I don't want to go off on a tangent because I am really happy about this episode and I don't want to be, I hope, I thought I was going to have a whole week to rant and rave about this, but no, they trying to put this bitch in early because of course we all know a motherfucker is probably out of a job. Not saying certain, because Lord knows they still burning ballot boxes around here. His crowd is out there rough riding. However, the odds don't look great in his favor. I hate her face. Any woman who has respect for themselves and their siding with people like Trump, I can't even, like, I disown you from my species. There is no way in hell that I'm looking at you with anything other than blatant disgust following the scriptures written by men you dumbasses oh i don't even understand how you get fucking college degrees talking that dumbass shit anyhow (laughs) we have women who like to be pissed on so there is that moving on to this episode let's get into the recap with my boy arby who is not happy at all. Don't you hate when a bitch think that we need you, bitch? Hop on your knees, all this dick up a future. You open for bitches, so easy to reach you. Now once in my life, have I thought I should please you? I'm up on my fatty like niggas, we ready. She's so like spaghetti, y'all money, she only stuff it all. It's the- He's destroying raisin boxes, stepping on them. He's looking at a comic page, and I did pause because I wanted to see what this page looked like. And I was like, oh, he stole that. He did not leave that with Jessica Hyde. So she does not know about this particular page that he is inwardly reflecting on. The page shows, please don't hurt me. It's a boy. He is being yanked out of a box. 
A gun is being pointed at Jessica's head as the boy seems to be given something. Is that an IV? It was poured into a bag, something to that extent. And then the gun goes off at Jessica's head, but it's a fake bang. And Mr. Rabbit telling dad, is that the scientist with the glasses? That's my understanding, right? We did it. We created a monster. So this boy is clearly taken from one of those containers that we get more backstory on previously. Now this could be Arby himself or it could be another person that represents Arby. I'm not quite sure. He then grabs a rock and puts on his murder coat. Jessica brings back a crying Alice and Grant to the mansion tells Becky comfort her her mother just got killed before enclosing herself in a room alone with Utopia she's going through it but clearly it makes no sense to her because all she says is what the fuck Michael Stern in St. Louis is left with the charade that was all of the kids being (laughs) being uh, shown sick and them taking care of them were their kids in all of those tents probably not he doesn't even have his patient lily aka charlotte anymore and we show on the news that they are discussing his flu back at the mansion jessica comes out and like i don't know what this means (laughs) and finally gives it to the rest of the kids to figure out she pours herself and grant and alice some alcohol because they're upset Becky's like, okay, I guess you guys will drink and we will figure out the comic. And she says together, right, Wilson? And Wilson's like, yes. So either they've had a conversation because we saw when they first got there that A, they clearly have bathed and put on new clothes or at least washed their clothes. So I'm glad they gave me that little tidbit considering there was sex in this episode. I did love once they were going through the comic, the animation explaining home and what that means to Jessica because she only remembers that she was at home. She continues to get angry though at being called a constant puzzle by Wilson that he's excited for and he's like, well, we can decipher the puzzle, but you are indeed one. Children were brought from these crates all enjoying raisins is this the harvest i think the harvests are not just assassins i think they're all the children that live at home and all given their special purpose jessica was kept from the kids because in her mind she was dad's special girl and maybe she was but she never mentions mom and i have a crazy theory okay there's three rabbits right I think one of those rabbits is the Mr. Rabbit, like the head one in charge. But I think the other rabbits might be the other scientists that she doesn't know or would recognize. So they're just seen as rabbits in the comic. But what if one of her, uh, one of those rabbits was her mother? Maybe her mother is Mr. Rabbit. I just think it weird that she never brings up the fact that she came out of someone's vagina into this world. But dad is definitely shown with the glasses as a person. She is 
taken and reconstructed on i mean they were showing her being stabbed with knives and being stitched up and i took this to mean not literally she was dr frankenstein but like she was experimented on because wilson says girl you are gassed there were bars on your window she keeps repeating no i was special but becky comforts her as this knowledge of her suffering is sinking in and wilson figures out when ian asks at the end of the story of her killing mr rabbit is what she is supposed to do next what happens next what artemis asks her to do burn home down to the ground there is also a page showing a blue fairy who gave her a star-studded blanket and said sorry i had to make you remember she follows the fairy and she is told to find home with the monster and i already thought in my mind arby because that's what we saw previously and that statement also gave me pause like why would she say sorry i had to make you remember is utopia supposed to be a guidebook for well of course we know that right that it's a guidebook for jessica but is it by her dad or is it by mr rabbit well mr her dad is the one that's drawing it right so maybe he's making mr rabbit lure her with this type of um comic book i don't know wilson is gung-ho about moving on to the next step but the children including jessica are now all asleep it was an eventful night in st louis lily is willed out to the press she seems to like speaking with them but dale seems to have other ideas telling her you are not supposed to speak you are the face of this flu you are not to have a personality or a life or a story because you don't have one michael does try to reach his patient but fails while wilson is still fangirling over utopia becky takes the time to lure in into a bedroom for some freaky deaky and when they go in there because he's asking what his deals look like she shows him and he says i didn't know a virus could be so pretty these two awkward dorks then very clumsily get undressed they ain't got no type of skill whatsoever they're like move the pillows he's like damn girl you looking sexy as i'm taking my drawers off but he don't say the words because he can't function because his penis is like it's about to get into a vagina that i really wanted it to get into and my boy lasted three strokes and she was so thirsty for it that it was all it took for her to come and they use no protection but i guess that's what she meant this is the biggest fuck you to deals then she says everything before you come is wasted time nope meanwhile in st louis lily is waving to the press in her bunny slippers and summons mr mike inside against dale's wishes 
Back at the mansion, Wilson, the only man still working, makes a discovery, then barges in on Ian and Becky, fucking, then gets embarrassed, but not enough to poke his head back in and say this is why she said no fucking. Then he is explaining to them all of the clues he has put together, like Peru, Bat. He uh, says that's not Christmas, that's not a deer. Ian feeling himself says that's not a conversation. I just had But Becky's like, can you catch us up? And he says the very subject that is being discussed everywhere is the Peruvian flu, which one Dr. Michael Stearns discovered and is on the news and nauseum talking about it. So he deduces that he is Mr. Rabbit. You're getting warmer. Then Wilson had to be a dick by saying, oh, you guys think this is a romantic romp. One, shut up. Like, just because someone else got something and you did not does not mean you start thinking my brain cells stop fucking working. Like, back the fuck up. And secondly, everyone knows that Becky is the smartest. And of course, she comes up with the actual answer, which is, no, I'm pretty sure Mr. Rabbit is controlling Stearns. We go back to St. Louis and Dale and Lily's fake house. He tells her, I want to monitor your condition. She's all for it. But Dale says, no, after everything, I'm ready for this to all be over. Before taking a call, he then leaves Lily to give Michael some rehearsed dialogue, but he asks to use the restroom. Dale tells Christy Sr. on the phone that they healed the wrong twin, that Lily is too headstrong. She doesn't listen to me. She's making up her own story. She's getting media attention. And Christy says, well, I'll take care of Michael. When Stern snoops, he sees that the house has not been lived in. When Dale catches him in the kitchen, he asks for a glass of water. And then Dale starts to talk about how his life is purposeless. And Lily pounds on the table. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Christy then calls Stern back to Chicago as more people demand the vaccine on the news. And I was like, was that Gary Busey? Go back and look at it in the crowd. It kind of looked like him. As Kevin and Thomas discuss Kara's replacement, like we need to make it a minority or what? Yeah, I think he said something to that effect. Harvey throws a rock at the patio door. Did you see how close he got to Kevin Christie and looked him dead in his eyes and said, I found Jessica Hyde. Oh, where, uh, uh, what about that? I found Utopia. Where's Utopia? With Jessica Hyde. And then you have him looking over to Thomas who starts to smack him. And he's like, yeah, I understand. (laughs) What? He was about to hit him with his own rock when dad says, nope to your room son settle down and makes him leave the rock when he leaves as well which Arby picks up then he resumes his position on the floor like he always does cross leg kevin's like oh okay so you you looked in utopia you read it that's a surprise considering we thought you were a boy with limited curiosity which is insulting 
he then lays it all out for him like i've always been honest with you and that he was made because he was needed and he was like you didn't love me love was contraindicated which means withheld i had to go google that i'm like what is that word mean and i felt when he even told it to arby like he's not gonna know what that means whatsoever and i think that's why he used that term but basically it was held withheld from him arby concludes well love was given to jessica but kevin says well those mixed signals is the reason why her life is in shambles she has no friends she has no family she's constantly on the run and that arby should be happy for his enviable simple existence and then came the worst moment where he's like what's my name he said it was a bit of a bad joke because i can never remember your name you were raisin boy so rb rb this is the thing about men who are in a shark tank they're in the tank with other fucking sharks so of course they're not they're they're gonna be a little cautious that one of their own could turn against them however they're used to swimming in a tank full of sharks so i felt christy in this moment knew that telling him all this information like just watching him saying rb as he puts it together so softly he knows like this is either going to go one way or another way but he has to establish his dominance otherwise or convince him to his side it's going to concretely go the way in which he dies and that's just something he has to um take that precaution about and i think because he left himself vulnerable that allowed for arby to feel safe in a way so that he could try to convince him because it seems as if arby is a very capable assassin more capable than any of the other ones we've seen thus far and he tells him look uh you had a shock i will forgive you this once but you will respect your purpose and do what you were born to do otherwise you're going to be tossed out into the world all by yourself to survive and i'm afraid you're not going to be able to on your own and i'm like i don't know why you got that impression but sure arby then leaves and kevin was definitely relieved because he scurred like that damn door dale sets up the home for charlotte takes one last loving look at her before posting a sticker that says nature helps kids nurture before walking undiscovered through the i guess the back way he skips through a field then onto the road and straight into a semi yeah i didn't think dale was gonna make it (laughs) last episode he's like i murdered a child michael wakes to find his wife hovering near him and christy canceling their meeting and then hears on the news that dale hath committed suicide and he's like what the fuck in his mind he literally saw him like four hours ago if not that 
Apparently, this was not the plan as father and son, Christie's, reconvene in his closet to discuss how things have failed due to <laughs> the fact that humans are tricky. Seven years of planning and all it comes down to is humans are tricky. Yeah, Dale wasn't sturdy. Arby was not emotionless. What else did they say? Um, I can't remember the other two. Kara? I don't know. But what I thought was weird in this moment was the fact that they called Arby emotionless. And Christy had hoped that Arby would feel something when he killed Kara's family, right? That seemed still feels very removed and I'm not sure what to account for it other than the fact that I might be something may have been cut on the editing floor or am I supposed to read something into that I'm not sure Thomas is on the case though to build Dale's life into hours he enlists all his best hackers Lily is getting ready to give her post-recovery now morning TV interview studying magazines as her teacher. She comes down the stairs looking like pretty woman and the police are like, I just gave the notification of death. This is odd. Because she's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Stearns notices on the news that the house has changed and the moment Colleen started making excuses for someone else's decor decisions i knew she was a spy and then he gonna say or she said he didn't have his head right and he replied so he goes to bed bath and beyond i felt like he was saying ma'am i may not be (laughs) the sharpest tool in the shed but i ain't the dumbest one What, what you're not even making sense right now not making sense Back at Christie Labs, I am mad that the hackers have bowls of Adderall. (laughs) He's like, take an Adderall if you need. (laughs) Then Thomas goes to the social media section of the office to trend his suicide. Dale's that is. And when Stern calls the college friend that Dale told him about, they are ready with the answers. They even have a whole eulogy up on Facebook already. Team High go to another less pleasing safe house. And for some reason, to be so anti-collateral, Wilson, you have the, I can't say called acidity, brown acidity, to say I miss the mansion. Either you're a collateral source guy or you're not, or you're just a hypocrite. Alice wants to go home. She is trying to build something with these matches and it's not working. She wants her mom. She wants her bed. She wants her house. She wants her entire life back. She is not happy that it is over. But Jessica's like, girl, you better get over that shit because it's never going to happen. She then says, well, I'm going home because she needs to put her foot down and establish she does have agency. And Jessica grabs her hand and then her ponytail (laughs) and is about to shoot her because she grabs her by a ponytail, then toss her across the room when grant begs her not to so she decides to take her upstairs and handcuff her to the bed well she slapped her and the girl was still breathing so i don't i don't know what she thought was gonna happen (laughs) i know everyone else she's just a child she is but y'all know jessica's like i gotta establish who is in charge here and you need to know that from jump except it was done in a completely psychotic type of manner, which we've all come 
to expect from Jessica. Michael still isn't convinced following all the stories going on about Dale's suicide. Between the tents, the girl, uh, the home, it's just all a little too much for him to accept as just coincidence and begins putting the pieces together like no someone is killing kids but the virus is spreading too quickly how can that be it must be being delivered and i was like oh via the bunnies from last episode and she forcibly makes him go away from his laptop citing the fact that he had a mental breakdown before grant brings alice utopia and shows her the part of the note he ripped off that says she's cool she requests scissors to cut her braid because next time that bitch come for her she ain't gonna grab her ponytail again stearns pretends to lay down and sleep for his wife's sake but he's just pretending as he goes back online turns out dr mike was in the asylum with jessica's dad something wilson finds out at the safe house and thinks that he is right does he need to uh, like half shout everything because he really does and concludes a whole story about how they needed to question the dad before they set the fire so that no one else can question him and that sounds very much like a spy thriller but i guess it's that kind of story becky the one that is smarter and could possibly have put more pieces together about this can't negate his story because she is having a deals attack when grant ran downstairs and was like becky but also in the same breath i heard mom i felt attacked emotionally wilson being useless deals i mean i understand you didn't know but you were for someone who continues to feel he is the voice of reason all the fucking time he is always useless Anne says she can't breathe so jessica goes to the kitchen finds a funnel takes her knife cuts her throat inserts funnel and when it doesn't work well i've done all i can do i should not have been laughing because it was a serious moment but i was like becky is not dead like i can believe a lot of other people would die but not becky becky is too much of a built-up character and i just wasn't gonna believe that she was dead at this moment and the fact that jessica went back to googling dr mike like oh okay and then you had grant coming over like you gotta save her you're jessica hyde she's like so what good people die too and she's like here's his dress it's like he's waiting to get killed and then everyone's mourning grant's on the couch crying his little eyes out and you have ian crying saying you killed her you murdered her and then <laughs> becky rises and says murdered her. what is this <laughs> i was dying and then the blood squirted out and they're just like whoa what the fuck like did she not cut deep enough i'm gonna let mimi explain this shit because she's an actual nurse and if she don't have it in her feedback i will be hitting her dms what the fuck did jessica do because it seemed as if she cut her larynx a little deep but i i don't know how she could have done that without keeping the support in there otherwise she would have bled out but damn was that not funny and then grant hugging her like becky you're alive i feel so bad for alice upstairs going what the fuck is going on 
then you have Jessica ready to leave out the door. And once again, because Wilson can only shout things like, Jessica, Becky is alive from the dead. She just woke from the dead. Don't you have something to say about that? So she goes over, pats her and says, good job. (laughs) Then puts her scarf around her neck and says, now get in the car. Now, Dale did a one last great thing before he died in atonement. And we saw him place that sticker and he must have known Stearns was going to rapidly be all over this story once he committed suicide and thus left him a little clue for anyone who, or it could not just Ben Stearns, but that's the one he probably figured would most likely be (laughs) inclined to look in his house and be like that wasn't there before and he ends up googling said sticker and this leads to a traveling animal show featuring bunnies that has been traveling zoo across the united states spreading the virus and of course who would be petting these animals but children Just as the FDA approves the vaccine, he runs downstairs, tells Colleen about what's been going on, and he is getting calls from all over, High News Press, New York Times, The Washington Post, and she tells him, I don't think you should tell people in this state, but he is ready to unveil the whole entire plot, so she brains him with his own award, and I saw that shit coming. And that is how we ended the episode I am really sad that we only have two left and I have not heard anything about a season two and I really don't want to start boycotting (laughs) Amazon because I love you too much. You need to give me a fucking season two. Stop it. I have had to go through season two of the most horrible shows. It is not their fault that people like I understand. I get it really truly that I know I, I could be an ass that people are sensitive to certain triggers and things especially if you had you know i had a death in the family from covid but some people are able to compartmentalize that type of thing and know that tv is a different realm and a fantasy and i get it like i'm not gonna watch a show that has a whole bunch of babies being murdered (laughs) so (laughs) to each their own but i i just hate that this wonderful great written show would not be given its due because of the climate in which it debuted and not only that i feel as if this is one of the few television series that portray female antagonists and protagonists a certain way and there's such a honest violence to what we're seeing i just i love everything about the grittiness of the show and that it is led by a female lead and i have a feeling that we might be getting more because let me tell you something sonya john has not been cast for a bit role okay she's got to have a bigger role in this because <laughs> she's just too damn good so i'm waiting for that and i've had this in my mo- mind the whole entire time that she might be your mom but i was like i'm only putting that together because she's black and I already had Mimi call me out the fact that John Cusack is Mr. Rabbit because he's John Cusack. <laughs> he's the biggest name. It's either one or the other. Oh, Anyhow, I guess that leads me perfectly into that feedback. 
apologies if you are hearing my furnace. It is very cold in Ohio right now. If you want to join the conversation about Utopia and any other shows, really, that we do here at Black Girl Couch, you can send feedback via audio or written format to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. First up, Queen Mimi. What up, Stina? It's Mimi uh, sending in feedback for Utopia uh, Season 1, Episode 6. Um, now, before I start, I'm really working on trying to be under 10 minutes. So I'm going to uh, just talk about the points that I was really, really interested in. First, I want to say I, I was thinking back to what Shy said about that kid being Arby's child. Okay, so maybe that's not it. But I need you to explain to me why this kid was different. Because when we first open the scene, we see Arby in the room with all those boxes of raisins and then I remember the little kid was eating raisins too so that has to be some type of significance right there because he had some issues killing this one particular kid because there was other kids in the house but it was just one kid that must have just came back from the bathroom eating raisins that he had a problem with and it's what triggered his response and how he acted in this episode that we just saw or I saw the episode before when he uh, gave Jessica the utopia. So I need you to explain to me why you think Shy was wrong because that kid had to mean something and the kid was eating raisins and she was right. He did look just like Arby because I went back and watched. So I need you to explain that to me. Um, the second thing is um, I'm gonna need um, Charlotte back because I think her name is Lily. She, she sucks. I hate her. <laughs> It was clear that the the wrong twin died because Lily is trash. I am sad. I really sad. I like Charlotte. And Lily is just the worst. Um, and can we talk about Arby's name? Like, that hurt my heart. Arby Raisin Boy? Like, seriously? And I don't even, I don't even remember your name. I mean, he was honest, but... You know, you could say something that's truthful. That shit still hurt. <laughs> it hurt me. And I mean, I feel like Arby might be autistic. I'm not 100% sure. That's not my field. That's more um, shy. I have a degree in child psychology, but my profession now is nursing. I didn't go where I needed to go with the child psychology. So I can't say that I'm, you know, professional enough. I've never had to sit there and talk to someone about this with their kid or anything like that maybe one day in the future when I become a school nurse but as of right now I I I very rarely am with pediatric patients because I don't go to peds very often our hospital has a very low census when it comes to pediatric patients because there's a uh, actual like children's hospital in the same city so we very rarely get those so they have enough staff for what they need so um most of my nursing practice are with adults so I just I feel like he definitely has some type of some type of like maybe social awkwardness and he doesn't quite understand things um so it 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 it, he seems like a smart kid but it's more social awkwardness that makes me think he's autistic um but even he could tell like even you could tell he was hurt by this like I'm not 100% sure what he's like what he saw in that 
a utopia and i'm not sure if we're supposed to know that yet but whatever it was it was enough to trigger him and for i feel like for it to hit him the way that it did it must have been bad um and can we talk about jessica like okay so i'm thinking like even okay let's go back jessica was young so her memories are tainted because of time and maybe she like worked things because that utopia that we saw she was i mean i don't know if it was physical just physical assault she was like um experimented on but it it almost seemed like she was sexually assaulted by those rabbits so i'm not i am trying to figure out what is happening right now and i'm not 100 percent sure but i know that i feel like we can't really take jessica's word on things because it doesn't seem like she remembers right seems like she remembers what she wants to remember and she's blocking things out and changing things and that's one of the reasons why um i don't know why they were were, they were going off of what she said because that whole thing at the end with um dr mike being mr rabbit it didn't seem right and i was like but then again i was like well what if he's not mr or doctor or mr rabbit what if he's jessica's dad because it seemed we know he was in that insane asylum um and we know that like that one character on the other end was supposed to be jessica's dad but how do we know what her mem- her memory isn't right like we know that for a fact so we know we can't trust what she says so i'm trying i'm trying to like work my way through this and throw out ideas and just start throwing stuff it's like dark you know at this point anything can happen so i'm just gonna be throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks up there if it slides down and i gotta start over it's fine because at this point i'm just i'm just hanging on to the ride this show is on point and i thought it was 10 episodes but i think it's only eight and that means we like really moving along here and i'm kind of sad it's almost over and i'm with you christina if this don't get a second season I literally am about to I'm about to go ham because they the boys I I unlike you guys I'm curious to know how it ended there's like two episodes left and I told myself I'm gonna go back and watch those two episodes like on my lunch break when I'm at work because I'm curious to know how it ends and someone told me that season two is better than season one so I'm I'm curious and the girl that told me that is the one that you know, told me about that she thought Raised with Wolves and Utopia was really good. And we always have similar opinions on shows. So I'm going to take her word for it and at least watch those last two. It might be three. I don't remember how many we stopped at. But I'm going to watch the last of season one just to see. Because I know why you and uh, Shy stopped. But I don't know if this makes me like a terrible woman. But things like that don't necessarily bother me unless it's like blatantly obvious and it's like they're actually showing I'm pretty sure it was something like I can't remember exactly what it was rape-ish type things like talking about it or something like that um jokes I'm I'm not sure I don't remember exactly what it was but I I was okay with not watching it but now I'm just curious because it got a season three okay that is enough about the boys um but um the last thing I want to talk about is hold on a second uh thomas um because (sighs) we this whole time we're sitting here thinking that um dr chrissy is the one that's the diabolical evil genius and possibly a little crazy 
But this whole time, Thomas was the one that's fucking nuts. Like, I don't know how to say it, but that man's crazy. The way he just slapped, like, he just, Arby said what happened. He just started slapping him, like, with no emotion. He just started slapping And then he picked up that rock. And he was going to bash dude's head in, like, just, and Arby, being Arby, was like, you know, I understand, you're mad, I get it, and then he's like, give him back his rock, and his old petty ass gonna throw it on the ground, like, he act like a a psychotic child, I don't know, Tom, Thomas is a freaking nutball, um, we been new, but like, I think, I feel like this episode solidified that, um, what was the last, oh, there's, oh, the other thing I want to talk about is, um, um, Dr. Mike, Michael Stearns, I wrote his name down, so I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, now that we know his wife is a part of this, like, I, I never, like, it never occurred to me that maybe she was planted too, but the fact that we know he was in a sailor asylum and his wife was planted, now I'm thinking that all of his memories aren't real remember it like a long time ago i was talking about like they did some type of mind warp thing that's why i'm thinking maybe he's jessica's dad and they planted the wife there and gave him all this false memory because jessica's dad was a doctor too so all of that knowledge is in there but how much do we know of his past is real or planted so i'm just gonna throw that theory out there and then the last thing I want to talk about is Allison. Now, I remember when we were introduced to her, I didn't trust her. I was like, or she going to end up being like a ride or die for um, Grant. And I'm going to go with that second one because the way she cut that ponytail off, it was like, that bitch ain't never going to grab me by the hair again. I was like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. She turning these lemonades into some, no, turning these lemons into some lemonade. That's, that's what I'm talking about. She's fucking mad as hell. She missed her mom. She's sad. But she was like, you know what? Nuh-uh. We about, we about to ride this shit out. This bitch is not about to play me. You won't let me leave? Okay, I got you. So I really think she got some plan. The way she was looking at the the utopia, um, I think she got some stuff up her sleeve. And I'm actually, I'm here for it. Her and Grant about to be um, some boss boss kids. And I'm, I'm really happy for it. So <sighs> I am done. Shoot, I'm six se- seconds over. But you know, I'm, I'm working on it. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Oh, Mimi, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, girl. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so about to get smacked for that. So, few things. Girl, you was throwing out every theory. Everybody is her daddy. <laughs> the only one you ain't claimed ain't the daddy is Thomas. <laughs> you said Michael the daddy. I still think the daddy is a twin of of um, Kevin Christie, but that's just me being, <laughs> that's the only theory I got to go with. And I don't even know if that's my full theory because I looked at that picture again in this episode. I was like, mm, maybe I was seeing what I wanted to see because someone told me online, just a friend of mine was like they look the same i'm like uh sure i'll go with that <laughs> but then i saw in this episode and i was like well they don't look the same at all so i think i'm wrong about that uh yeah it's all it's all possible at this point uh i don't think that michael stern's the daddy i think he's the patsy but i think they expected from the way kevin christie or not kevin well yeah kevin and 
Thomas were speaking, they were pretty much setting this up for seven years. And seven in those seven years, they were planning on setting him up. Um, but he was at the facility with the dad. That's the one thing I can't explain. But because the wife kept referencing that this episode, maybe he just happened to really be at this facility. <laughs> like how long has she been planted? We don't know. Uh, but yeah, Lord knows after seeing them this episode that they can definitely manifest whatever the fuck they need to manifest to get things done. So yeah, it's possible, but I don't, I, I just have a feeling he was meant to play because they said he was supposed to go back to his lab. If he was in fact, Jessica's daddy, even the, the memories being implanted, why would they just let him go back to his life? He only ever did one thing. Like, wouldn't he still need to be super smart because he did all these vaccines? But I guess if you go back to your erasing the memory theme, that could work. But um, I don't know. I think if they if it was, in fact, the daddy, the best place would be to to capture them and put him home where no one can seem to locate. Uh, and then I'll be interested in getting your opinion after this this episode because that first scene I I agree um, with you as far as yeah I don't think she was sexually assaulted but I do believe that the way they were showing like the rag doll like putting someone back together after you know ripping them apart it was more metaphoric just in the way the ending was no this is what we want you to do which is kill Mr. Rabbit but you didn't actually kill Mr. Rabbit in this way being you know you weren't actually ripped up like I would think she would know if there's some jagged scissors now I can't speak to sexual assault there could be a time in which sexual assault played its role but I have a feeling from what uh, the elder Christy said that she was indeed treated special in a certain way because she said I never played with the other children now I know what you mean her her memory is a little unreliable but I think her interpretation of events is unreliable. She did recall these particular memories, like she was at a yellow house. She was by herself, kept isolated. She could interpret that as, oh, I was treated special, when really you were kept isolated because you had a separate purpose away from the harvest. Now, what that special thing is, clearly it must be something to make her or to make them continue to chase her which she's asked several times this long like why are they still wanting me my dad is already dead is what she believes at this point so why do they still need her i think she's the one that they want back and that she has she's a key of something and maybe she like what could they be experimenting on her with maybe she has an immunity to certain things that they're planning on i don't know but clearly she has some importance that kept her isolated and maybe she also had a personal relationship to Mr. Rabbit if my theory holds that maybe one of the scientists if not Mr. Rabbit is her mother or was her mother maybe she's dead now I don't know but I'm thinking Artemis was kind of the person who would train everyone since everyone seems to be good (laughs) like I could see Artemis training Arby they do seem to be around the same age-ish and then there's the younger kids that seem to have come after Arby I don't see too many older children 
around the way Arby is used to task things. Like every time they've seen or sent the harvest, they've been younger, except for the one Ron guy who went and got a cool car. Not saying he couldn't be the only one. No, because I guess that Rex with Dale. There are other people, but we haven't seen like other harvests that are from home. I don't know if even Ron was from home, but let's say safety he is, there's no one since then that they've had him partner up with to start taking out these other people. Like he's clearly been a solo assassin and even where he's staying at, I don't see any other adults either. And he stays at Christie Labs. Now, Curveball, Curveball here, maybe, just maybe, Arby is Thomas's twin? Because remember he said you had a twin, but he died in the wound and he said because he was weak. It could be possible that. That's something that popped in my head. But I don't want to go into the everyone's related, the way in which people in Westworld's like, everyone's a host. So <laughs> I, I feel as if we could make all these connections, but pretty much, I don't know if we've been given enough evidence on much of anything. But they're all good fun things to try to put together and then like you said one of them must be right <laughs> but if you put out every theory i guess we can't can't do that but i mean i wasn't against it y'all was the one shitting on me for it first and then what else uh talking about the boys yeah i i frame i remember something about season one i just didn't like the way in which one someone forcibly put you into an act of sex you are being spied on as a woman and for some reason you ain't walked out the fucking door i i just felt that the jokes were not to my taste and y'all look this is a show i'm watching clearly i have a dark sense of humor but i think sometimes that those jokes go more into male fan fanboy type of uh nerd culture and that's why i feel i can never subscribe to it because it's not everyone's watching it but it is really made for those type of nasty fanboys and they clearly find women to mean nothing more like women have to either be super badass and can't be like anything they gotta be just badass or they have to be some type of lily flower thing that doesn't make sense and is overly sexualized and even in badass three they're overly sexualized and that's why i can't i cannot deal with that show i don't like it whatsoever maybe in the second season they heard that type of criticism and decided to course correct but i'll let you let me know how about that i'll let you let me know i'll never go back and watch all of season one but i'll i'll look at a recap if season two does something a lot better but yeah i I found myself not really liking anyone i thought everyone was overly macho i I just ugh, ugh, makes me nauseous Anyhow, yeah, I use on um, the other podcast talking about how you finish Cursed. And no, you were like, you couldn't finish it. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. I never went back and tried. Never went back and tried. You said that on 13 Reasons Why. And I think that's if the one thing you were asking me to explain is why is that Arby's children? Because that's Kara's kid. Like, I thought it was very clear that these were Kara's children. And that's why I was like, no, that's not Arby's. I think he was killing all of those kids that were in that room. And then he missed one of the children. Because you saw one of the ladies was coming down the stairs when he killed her. 
I think there was just a moment of they really wanted to make that momentous for the audience and for, as you stated, Arby to make that direct correlation between his actions and realizing that this could be happening to him, realizing what he was to what he is. I mean, he just killed a baby. <laughs> I don't think it's just this one particular kid. I think it's all of the kids, but it was better portrayed because they did not show him killing the children by having another kid. Now, remember those raisinettes? That's what uh, Kevin Sr. gave that kid. He gave that kid raisinettes when he was visiting with Kara before he said, ooh, do baby smell? And he kept holding the child. He knew exactly what was about to happen to them. And so that was his way of like, I feel, and that was the best thing. Uh, the other thing with Chrissy, I was like, I think he gives all of those children raisinettes. That's just his thing. So that's how I, I came up with the, the, I put the parallel together that they were, he didn't, that wasn't his actual child. That was just a child that was very much, um, looked like him portrayed him reflected him and then he gunned it down it's almost like killing yourself in a certain way it's just a horrifying prospect the entire thing and i just thought that was a visual representation of that type of horror playing out um in arby's mind and then let him letting out that visceral scream was the icing on the cake Fortunately, it looks like our shy is not going to be able to join us this week, but we will look forward to getting back with her on episode seven with all of her thoughts on the episode. Again, if you want to join the conversation, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and where else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes leave a review and rate the podcast until next time peace hair grease black or magic